0: Hey there, welcome to a special edition New River Church podcast. These recordings were done at our most recent Holy Spirit weekend in which Lydia O'Leary taught us about freedom. I think you're going to really be blessed by this. If you're looking for some more information about New River Church, you could just check us out at newriverchurch.org. So thank you. God bless you guys. Thanks, Lydia. Thank you. Holy Spirit, I just invite you to speak through me. Before time ever began Before the foundations of the earth were ever laid There was God And there was a plan, and there were purposes being established. I can't even say at that time, because there was no time. Before it all, there were plans and purposes in the heart of God. And scripture tells us this. It says, before the foundations were laid, Christ was crucified. there was a plan that there would be those who came from God bearing his image. Those who would walk in participation with him, caring for the land and caring for one another and and loving God. But that within that plan, there had to be choice, there had to be, in order for love to be fulfilled, there had to be space for people to choose. And because of that, there was going to have to be a plan for redemption. And so before the foundations of the world, Christ was crucified, it was known And then time began, and in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And he looked at everything that he made, and he saw that it was so good. I feel the anticipation of God when I read the creation story. I have a really good friend who, he's one of the, the translators for the Dead Sea Scrolls, and so he gives a lot of really good insight into some of what words mean for me, you know? If ever I've got a real serious question, I ask him. And uh, you know that, <laughs> that scripture that says, "...in the Spirit of God hovered over the surface of the deep." Well, he told me once, he said, you know, it's really funny that they use the word hovered because that sounds very serious and somber. He said the word that is actually used is kind of like a made-up word, uh, like a combination of words like we have, he said, we have the word willy-nilly. He said, and so it's actually the imagery is that the Holy Spirit was going willy-nilly. Over the surface of the deep, and I just see the excitement in that that God has for all that is happening, all the life that is being put into the planet, into the universe, into the animals, into humanity, bearing His image as the caretakers of it all. Wow, it's fascinating and it's exciting. And it's beautiful and it's profound and it's liberating and humanity gets formed in the image of God. And they're given these roles... To live out as, as a prophet, a priest, and a king, as those who deliver the word of God to all creation, deliver the image of God as the prophet who worship God, minister as a priest before him, love him, and as a king having dominion over all the animals and all the earth. They walk in these places, this glorious state And then we know what happens the fall. Dang, that fall. (laughs) Come on! Why the fall? But they knew. God knew it was going to happen. Before time, Christ was crucified. Well, it wasn't just the Father and it wasn't just the Spirit that were part of creation. In fact, John tells us in his gospel, he says, in the beginning was the Word. And when he says Word, he's talking about Jesus. He's about to tell us about Jesus coming on the scene here. Right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then he says, all things were created through him. Jesus was with God in the beginning. And every bit of creation was created through the word of God, through Jesus himself. Everything that was made, oh, so very good, was made by Jesus as well. The same Jesus who, before time, He was slain. It was known. And so we travel forward thousands of years in history. And we come to the point of Julius Caesar and Jesus is being born. And only a very few people actually know about it. And the angels were kind of confused about what's going on and, (laughs) you know, what is happening The word of God has now been given flesh. And he's dwelling among us. And even those who had studied about him their entire life and their family lines went into the history. It was their history and it was their knowledge. It was all of that. Even those, they didn't recognize him when he came. Which is profound, because I, I've seen and I've known people who have studied the Word and then don't recognize Jesus. Jesus came and He dwelt among us. and he lived and he, he suffered and He walked in obedience all the way to death on a cross. The purposes and the plans and the intent of God will not be thwarted or stopped. They will come to fruition. And so at just the right time, in just the right way, Jesus came, and he paid the price for something. He came, and we call him our Redeemer, our Savior, and our Lord and our God. But I'm telling you that you cannot know Jesus as your Redeemer unless you know him first as your Creator. Because unless you know him as creator, you will never know what he's redeemed you unto. The word redemption means the the payment, it's the price to buy you out of slavery, to make it so you're not a slave anymore. You're free. Well, when did we become slaves? In the garden. Right? The fall. We became slaves to sin. That's when it started. That humanity became slaves to sin. Well, if we're going to go and we're going to say he redeemed us, We are no longer slaves. He's transferred us out of the kingdom of darkness and placed us into the kingdom of light. We're not a slave anymore. Well, then what are we? We are a new creation. We are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. It has happened, but all throughout Christianity, people have tried to separate. They either know God as redeemer, or they know him as creator. And when you only know God as creator, you begin to actually start to worship the created things, the universe, the trees, the stuff. When you only know God as Redeemer, you just put him in the context of where you are right now and you say, okay, well I guess he died for my sins and so I guess he died for my sins. (laughs) I don't know fully what that means, but I hope one day it gets better. When there's a separation and a divide between who God really is as both creator and redeemer, we do not walk in the fullness of who we actually are as the children of God. What God wants to do is draw his nature back together for us to see that the same God who created us is the same God that redeemed us, and he redeemed us back to something. Yeah. Amen. If any man is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has gone, and the new has come. He took all of the sin, all of it, upon himself and upon his flesh, and he nailed it to a cross. And God says that God made him who knew no sin. In his lifetime, he knew no sin. God made him who knew no sin to become sin on our behalf so that we would become sin the righteousness of God. And if you know what righteousness means, it means in right standing. Having right standing with God. We're right back at the beginning. The only difference now is that the earth is not there yet. (laughs) That gets in the restoration of all things. He will restore all around us a new heaven and a new earth which is so awesome but it is amazing and it is so often missed what this salvation has done here and now that I don't wait for heaven to be a new creation I am now And because of the circumstances around us, and because of the, the, the fingerprints of the enemy, yes, God crucified sin to that cross, and and he uh, disarmed the powers and principalities. He disarmed them from the life of a believer, but you better believe that the enemy is still prowling around like a roaring lion looking for who he can devour. He's, he's dead for a believer or he should be but he's not in the lake of fire yet that comes when we enter into the restoration of all things and so we're in this place where we truly can live without the influence of the enemy in us on us through us as children of God not from here but from a different place That we can live here and now as sojourners, those who have a different home. We recognize our Eden is in the restoration and it's coming, but we are new now. And we don't have to be under the influence of the enemy. That's amazing. Because I don't know about you guys, but I settled for so much crap for so stinking long. And I'm a little upset about it. (laughs) But I'm not wasting any more time, I'll tell you that much. Once I began to realize that anything that had the enemy's fingerprints on it, was not supposed to have any place in me or on me because I've been, I understand redemption by my creator now, what he's actually done, I understand that now. I go, wow, if it's not new, if it doesn't fit into the new creation, it doesn't fit, and I'm not standing for it anymore. Well, what exactly does that mean? (laughs) Because I felt like I didn't like it before, (laughs) <laughs> but I just couldn't seem to do anything about it effectively. You know, i pray, like, God, take this away. God, take this away. God, take this away. God. And that was my go-to. God, would you just take this away? God, heal this, fix this. God, 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 God. And he did at times. I definitely got healed by God. I, I couldn't breathe out of my nose for 20 years of my life. And God was teaching me about healing at the time. And no word of a lie, I was, I was very, I had a skepticism thing on me. <laughs> I was not skeptical, I had it on me. But anyways, I, I didn't really know if I believed that God healed people at the time, and I said, prove it to me, God. <laughs> and what he did is he proved it. He, in a, a prayer meeting where I was judging everybody, going faker, 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 Right? That's not where I was in the meeting. Uh, In that meeting in particular, (laughs) God, I'm telling you, I probably had a deviated septum. You know, I couldn't breathe out of my nose for over 20 years. Literally, you could ask my husband. It was terrible. Uh, But I just got used to it. And um, in this prayer meeting, well, not only did I feel a thumb just go pop, and pop everything back into place and all of a sudden I could breathe and it was the weirdest sensation. But then I started to feel my cheekbones move. I started to feel my nose move. I started to feel what felt like my skull was moving. The My forehead, it was the most, the roof of my mouth and I'm like... What is, ha- what is happening? <laughs> and I just sat there trying to pay attention to everything that I was feeling. And then finally I said, I gotta go look at this in a mirror because something's moving. And I went into the bathroom at this prayer meeting with my sister And we stood in front, you know, of women's bathrooms. We have the luxury of those very long mirrors, and we went right up to it. And we watched as my face shifted and moved, and the bones in my nose changed, and this straightened out. And we watched it happen. And of course, we were like, "What's happening to my face? What's right?" It was it was crazy, right? Right, and then I became one of those weird people up on stage, going, "I just got healed!" I just, I just... <laughs> the same people I was pointing out, faker, faker, faker. Well, I was the next one in line um, to go up there, and this was before I understood redemption. So I'm telling you, uh, my my method at that time was God. Just to pray, God heal me, God move, God, God rescue me, God help me, God help me, God help me, God help me. And he did because he's gracious and he's kind and he's merciful and he says, taste and see that I'm good. Try me out, you know, see that I'm good. But he only carries us along for so long because the salvation that he bought for us is so incredibly amazing and he wants us to walk in it. He wants us to actually walk in it and know who we are and what's been done. And so then we hit this roadblock where it's like, I'm begging, I'm trying, I'm praying, I'm living for you, I'm reading my Bible, I'm doing all of these things, and yet, God, why aren't you answering me? All of that. And the fact is, is that God wants us to know who we are. And he wants us to know who he is. Right? And I've tasted, I had tasted, I was convinced that God was real. I knew it. That was unshakable in me. Because I had tasted of him. And so even in the midst of the frustration and the angst and all of this, it was like I couldn't leave. Because where would I go? (laughs) Like a catch twenty-two, I felt like the disciples when Jesus starts telling them they're going to have to eat his flesh and drink his blood, and everybody leaves, and they're like, he, and Jesus says, "Oh, to his disciples, oh, you're going to stay," and they go, "What else can we do?" You've left us no choice. You've changed us just enough (laughs) to make it so we got nothing to go back to. That's where I felt like I was, you know? Like, come on, this is hard. I don't know what's happening, but I know you're real. And what God wanted, as I started to understand that I've been redeemed back by my creator-redeemer, I've been redeemed back to new I began to not settle for things. I began to realize these were foreign entities on me that weren't supposed to have authority or power over me because of the cross. They were still around because we haven't gotten to the restoration yet, but they certainly weren't supposed to be able to influence me. And so why were they? Well, they were because I didn't know what was going on. And so they were just purely glad to be able to sucker punch me over and over and over again, and I would be blaming God. (laughs) You know, that's kind of what would happen. And when God opened my eyes to go, no, you're new, I'm good, you're good. If it's not something that's like me and it's not something that's good, then, then it's something else and it's not supposed to be there and my cross covered it so I began to get those things out and I started to get free things that I had battled with struggled with emotions I just thought they were emotions but they were hyped up that would rise up that would push me to be against people critical judgmental controlling all of those things that we love to admit that we were doing um that were there right and I asked God I said God why 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 didn't you just remove these from me I mean, you did, you've done miraculous things in my life. You've, you've set me free from a number of things before I understood what was going on. Why not just take it all? And he responded to me, and he said, because then you would never have stood up, picked up your sword, and fought. You never would have known who you are. And I thought about it for a minute. And he was right. Turns out God was right. You know, who would have thought, right? (laughs) So I thought about it, and I thought, you know what, God, you're right. (laughs) I would have stayed in this place of constantly feeling like I needed to beg God to move on my behalf rather than understanding what the cross had already done. And standing in my authority as a child of God and going, no. Because now not only am I free because I understand this, but others are getting free because I understand this. Because I'm seeing it and because I understand what's going on in the time that we're living in. I understand what we've been saved unto. It's so valuable And it's so important to understand that God is not just your Redeemer. He's not just the one who saved you from sin. In fact, Paul writes in his letter to the Romans, he talks about how we died to sin once and for all but that it didn't end there. He says the the life we now live, we now live in the resurrected life. That's where we live now. And yet for some reason, we always tend to gravitate towards the, I gotta die again, I gotta die again, I gotta die again, I gotta, no, you you die, you die, that happens. (laughs) You gotta die with Jesus. But then you also get resurrected into his life with him. And that's supposed to look like something. The resurrected life of Jesus is an immensely big, profound, powerful thing that I know this much about. But what I do know about it has changed my entire life. It's changed my family. It's changed our church. And it's starting to change our community. It's changing, it's spreading, it's growing because people are going, I'm free now. Who knew that I could actually be free? I didn't have to fight a battle to be okay. I didn't have to, like, wrestle with things internally. That peace could actually be there. If it's not there, then, well, something's just stealing from it. And as our right, as the children of God, we tell that thing, get off me. You've got no home here anymore. Now, I have seen offense leave me, accusation, control, bitterness, envy, jealousy. Kids, list out what else have I, I, you know, anger, rejection, uh, sadness. I mean, I've kicked out, uh, I've lost count, hundreds, if not thousands of things off of me because I had become so under stuff because i just thought it was all part of me i didn't i didn't know and i was just begging god under this heavy load take it off take it off (laughs) take it off god you know or or change me god because i thought it was me change me god change me change me i thought you said (laughs) change me god and he's going Liddy, stand up and those things to leave they'll listen to you i started to do it offense get out Rejection, get off of me. Anxiety, get out. Depression, out. Frustration, get off me. Irritation, out. Control, out. Go, 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 I'm done with you. I love feeling new. New feels awesome. New new feels way too good to settle for anything less than new. I was talking with Chelsea about it, and she, I loved how she put it the other day. She said, you know, it's so funny because when we're in, when we're in that, that heavy place, it's like we don't really even know what new is. We really don't know what freedom is. And so to understand, to have the context, it's like I'm trying to tell you something, but if, if you're still under it, it's hard to even get what I'm talking about until all of a sudden you lift something off of you and you're like... Oh, I breathe, I breathe. Whoa, this is different than I thought. Like, this is amazing. And then you continue and you continue until you get all of the promises, all of the inheritance, because it is not God withholding it from you. And it is not that you are not good enough or that you haven't been redeemed. It is that there is an enemy who's come to lie, steal, kill, and destroy, and that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. It's just what's literally happening. It's pretty simple mathematics. You know, this is what's happening. Open your eyes to it. Stand up and don't be under that anymore. Jesus' burden is light. His yoke is easy. It truly is. And so I want to encourage you today as you go from here to pursue getting to know God not just as your creator and not just as your redeemer but as your creator-redeemer. As the one who made you, who knew you before time began and purposed to bring you back into himself For something very big. If there are some things, I don't know if the worship team wants to come up or somebody just play for a little bit, but if there are some things that you are looking at in your life and you're going, I just know this isn't new. (laughs) Or I know this isn't me because. You know, like those times you, you feel anger rise up and words are shooting out of your mouth and in your mind you're going, why am I this angry? <laughs> why, why am I this angry right now? I really shouldn't be this angry. That's actually you. <laughs> okay? The thing that's... is not part of you. It's pushing you to break relationship with people. It's pushing you to break relationship with God. And it's pushing you to break relationship even with yourself, who you were made to be. And so if you... Would like some prayer this morning to have greater revelation, greater understanding of what it means to be new. We welcome you to come on up front and we'll have some people who'll come and pray for you. It's open. And we're we're watching and counting you as you come up. Just kidding. That was a joke, guys. (laughs) <laughs> now there's freedom there's freedom and it's real and it's true and it's good and sometimes we just need to know like, how do I cross that gap how do I, how do I cross that line because I've been to prayer services I've been to the altar I've been to conferences I've done all of this And yet I still struggle. I'll tell you, I had a pastor come um, to get set free. He and his wife came. And we're sitting in my little office. And I was a pastor for a number of years. I mean, a long time pastor. And he's sharing with me these hard, hard things that he's wrestled with for as long as he could possibly remember and all the times that he gave way to that struggle and the guilt and the shame and all the weight that was just heaped upon his shoulders and what he said to me He started, his eyes started filling up with tears and what he said to me, he said, the only reason I'm here telling you this is because you've told me it's not me. And I said, well, you're right, it's not. There's something there. And yeah, you've agreed with it. You believed it's lies, maybe. You're gonna Mm -hmm. repent for that but it's not you. And we're going to get rid of it today. And so we did. We went through and we broke off agreement with this thing that had kept this man bound as a pastor, somebody who knows the word, somebody who loves the Lord, somebody who's serving the Lord actively, kept this man bound for decades of his life. And a year later, On their anniversary, I got a text from his wife and said, you just need to know that what years of counseling could never do, an hour of coming into freedom, changed our marriage. Jesus. Jesus. His salvation is so great a gift. It's better than we know. I'm telling you it's better than you know even what you've tasted it's better than you know and there is freedom so the altar's open do with it what you will Jesus we worship you God Invite you to move through this room. God, you are good, and everything that you do is good. Every good and perfect gift comes from you. And you are a good father, and you love to give your Holy Spirit to your children. every other name at your name every knee bows and every tongue confesses that you are Lord to the glory of God the Father we exalt you God high above every other voice everything that would seek to exalt itself over the knowledge of who you are We come against those things today, God. We renounce those things today, God. And we repent for those things today, God. Whatever it is that you are seeing that is not new, I'm telling you, it is not you because you were made new. You were redeemed back to new. And so in your heart or with your lips, I invite you to speak these things with me. You speak to that thing, whatever it is, anger, resentment, control, fear, jealousy, whatever it is, you speak to that thing right now. And you say, you are not me. You are not my thoughts. You're not my emotions. And you cannot have me anymore. I'm a child of God. And that means something. I am not your slave. I have been set free. And I know who I am. And I'm not putting up with you anymore. In the name of Jesus, I break off all agreement with you. You do not have my agreement anymore. And God, I repent. Father, I repent for any agreement that I've had with this thing, this liar and this thief. God, I repent for it. And God, I receive your mercy. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your grace upon me. What you did so freely, I know it's not by my works. I know it's because of who you are, and I receive it. Thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your mercy. I want you to begin to release forgiveness on those that you've held unforgiveness towards. You say, Holy Spirit, who is it that I need to forgive? And as people or places or things come to your mind, just begin to speak out. God, I I forgive so-and-so. I forgive so-and-so. I forgive them. I forgive them. I forgive them. I forgive them, God. And what you are saying when you release forgiveness is you are saying, I will no longer be their judge. God, you are their judge. I entrust them to you. I take the noose off of their neck and I release them. I forgive them. I have been forgiven a lifetime. And so, Jesus, I will not withhold forgiveness any longer. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive. I release. I forgive. I forgive. I forgive in Jesus' name. I forgive anyone who has ever hurt me or come against me. you to speak this in the name of Jesus I break off every false word every word curse that's been spoken over me and every false identity that's been put on me I nail that identity to the cross with you I am not who others say that I am. I am who you say that I am. And you say I'm yours. You say I'm new. You say I'm redeemed. You say I'm free. You say that I'm your righteousness. And only your words get to define me, Jesus. Only you get to say who I am. You have made me your child's father. And I receive that identity. That's the only identity I want. I want you to receive that identity as his child right now. New, redeemed, cleansed by the blood of Jesus filled with his righteousness, covered by it, that is what the Father has given you. Any other identity is a liar. And I want you to speak to the Father and say, Father, thank you for making me so awesome. Thank you for making me in your image. Thank you for making me like you. That's the only identity that I want. It's the only identity I wanna walk in. I take every moment of my life that this thing has influenced and I declare it dead on the cross. I nail it on the cross with you, Jesus. You died to take every moment I give you every moment God from conception until now every moment of my life where this thing has lied and stolen and tried to kill me I nail it to the cross with you it will not define me anymore I've died with you Jesus and my life is in your life now break off anything that came through generationally through my family through my lineage my heritage my ethnicity anything from, through my father and my mother or any any foster parents or adopted parents God, anything that's come to me because of the family I've been in, I break those off my life because I'm part of your family. I receive an inheritance from you now. So I break those things off me, and I break them off my family, and I break them off my children, and I break them off all my offspring all the way until Jesus returns. God, my family, me and my family, we serve you. We'll stand in your covenant, Jesus. break off any relational bonds that have kept me in patterns of relationship that keep me stuck I sever those now in Jesus' name God I ask that you would establish all my relationships through your love the way you want it to look relationships with family, relationships with friends, with my children, God, relationships with people I've been intimate with, anything that's held me stuck, I sever it now. God, you establish a new way. And in the name of Jesus, I break off any, any assignment of the enemy that's landed on my life. God, all witchcraft, anything covering the region, anything that's been sent over this church, anything that's been spoken over my family, anything that's covering this nation, Anything that's been a part of any country I've come from or been to, anything that's landed on me, I break it off now in the name of Jesus. And I declare that no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Because I serve the living God and He stands above it all. I am not tied to this earth or the things of this earth, I'm tied to heaven. And no curse lands in heaven. So no curse lands on me. I just ask you to welcome the baptism of fire to come. This refining fire. God has said that you are like gold refined in the fire. And when his presence comes upon you like gold any unclean thing within the gold has to rise to the surface and be removed. It was never part of the gold to begin with. It was just hiding in there. So fire of God, come and baptize me. Refining fire, come. And burn away every unclean thing. I want you to speak to this thing that you're going after this morning. Say, fire of God, come upon this wicked thing. Burn it out of me, God. And you tell that thing. You say, I'm done with you now. You have no grip on me anymore. In Jesus' name, and by his authority, by what he did on that cross, and by the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me, I command you now to get up and get off of me. Get off of my mind. Get off of my emotions. And you get off of my body. I send you to Jesus. I am his and not yours. And you will not have me anymore. Holy Spirit, I ask that you begin to move right through and finish the work. God, you've heard them all speak and declare. These things, you come up and you come off of them now. You lift off of them every heavy burden out. Out, off of their backs, off of their necks, out of their hearts, off of their minds, off of their families. You go now in the name of Jesus. It was for freedom that he set us free. It was for freedom that he set me free. And I stand in that freedom. You get up and you go. You get up and you go. You get up and you go right now in Jesus' name. You get up and you go. You get up and you go right now in the name of Jesus. All the way out, all the way out, all the way out. Get off of me. I'm not yours. I am not a slave. I am a child of God. Go now. Guys, you rise up in your authority now. You rise up in your authority as the children of God, and you tell these things We're done now. Go. Just like I can't go into your home and tell somebody to leave your home if you've given them permission to be there, I cannot tell something to leave you unless you have first told it to leave you. You are the one. You are the one. To stand as a child of God and say, enough is enough. Get off of me. And do not ever come back to me again. I'll tell you as I've done this over and over and over and over again. My mind has become so free. And so clear there used to be a million thoughts running all the time and I just thought because I was busy and I had a lot to do but no, it's not supposed to be that way you're supposed to be able to be in the moment that you're in fully that, that he's removed all these thoughts and voices and pushes and my emotions are so free it's just not stuff rising up anymore it's just not happening because his freedom is real. Go after all that your creator, redeemer actually did for you. All that was accomplished at the cross and come into your newness, come into your freedom and don't settle for anything less. And all God's people said, Amen. Well, that about wraps up our podcast for today. I pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're looking for more information about New River Church, check us out at newriverchurch.org. If you've got questions or comments about the material that you heard today, feel free to email us, info at newriverchurch.org. God bless you.